Welcome to A Break From The Grind. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. We're back. Did we go anywhere? Went to work today. Yeah, how was that? Uh, uh, We won't talk about it. All right, so uh, we have a special guest on the show today. Uh, It's an interview we actually did last week, so um, I don't remember much about it. (laughs) No, you're so full of shit. So we've got uh, Elliot Christ coming up. As most everybody here, if you're listening, you probably do know who Elliot Christ is. Um, We got into a little bit talking about uh, some sports betting, talking about the new endeavor that he's uh, working on called the Quant Edge. Uh, They happen to be releasing the same day as this podcast, which is really kind of cool. It's got all different types of information uh, that you can use for uh, daily sports betting. So in some of it, you can use towards fantasy football as well. Like you can look up specific stats, like how does this wide receiver do, you know, in, in this type of coverage, because this is the, the type of coverage this defense normally deploys and whatnot. Uh, you can look up uh, different matchups, uh, stuff like that. Well, let me say, he does a really good job of explaining exactly what, what this does for you. Yeah. So we'll, I, we'll let him. He, yeah, we'll so let like, Elliot so, describe what it so is. So the first part of the interview is him kind of going over what the Quant Edge is, even though George gets the name of the actual. Yeah, I called it, it what, the, the quantum, quantum Edge. It's yeah. the Quant Edge. That was my mistake. <laughs> so uh, he seemed to be pretty offended by it. Too. No, that he was not. We've talked. <laughs> he was angry. He was angry. You, he, you offended him several times. During I, just once. Just once. Just once. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you have to listen to it and you find out where. Yeah. Um, so besides that, we're still doing our tours for Tots Drive. I don't know how much money we have. So here's what we got going on with that. It's, it's weird. So I'll, I'll talk about it. You, well, I got it. You, I got it. You I caring? Got it. I got nope, it. You nope, caring was nope, bought I got, out. Nope. Stop it. Okay. Go ahead. You, you caring was bought out by. You uh, guys all suck. J- Jason's got a new soundboard. He's got to play with his toys. I do. Uh, you caring. Perform <laughs> like you care. You caring? Yep. You caring was bought out by GoFundMe, and so what they did is they literally shut us down. Um, they've sent me the money that we had in our Toys for Tots account, so I've got that in my safe. But I we can no longer hold on. Use- hold on, you said it wrong. I did. Yeah. So uh, GoFundMe bought out you caring. Yep, I said that right. Right. They shut everybody down who was you caring. Yeah. They didn't just shut us down. So you caring. Well, they, they did shut us down too. So uh, you caring was more liberal with what you could call your charities. We were allowed to call our you caring charity a Toys for Tots drive, even though the money didn't go right directly to Toys for Tots. Uh, what what we do, as you guys know, and what I think like even Scott Fish does, is he takes the money, he goes and buys toys, and he donates them donates the toys to Toys for Tots. Correct. That's what we do. Because our money doesn't go directly to Toys for Tots, GoFundMe, who is more strict about what you call your your charity, uh, will not allow us to be a Toys for Tots drive. So uh, they canceled our funding page because it said Toys for Tots drive. Uh, so we're working on getting it back up and running. Uh, it's going to be a Toys for Kids drive. Different name, same purpose. Same. Everything is still going for Toys for Tots. When Jason and I talk about it, we're still going to say it's for Toys for Tots. But for the purposes of GoFundMe and GoFundMe alone, we have to do what we did two years ago, which is call it a Toys for Kids drive. Yep. So uh, once GoFundMe allows our new name, we are going to tally up the amount of money that we had already had on the you caring and we'll put that back into the drive uh f- like 
online, not like yeah. physically. Like so we're gonna put it back into the the drive so you'll see exactly how much we've already raised. And then we'll start raising more money. So anyway, so it's just gonna be a change of venue where we have to move out of you caring because you caring is being shut down and we'll be moving back into GoFundMe. Having said that, we are how many away from filling the Le'Veon Bell Football League? Well, the Le'Veon Bell Football League is already full. It's so, been full for a while. Oh, They're sorry. actually drafting right now. So how far are we away from being full on the Odell Beckham signed football league? The Odell uh, LSU, LSU signed football is full as of today. Okay. Um, I had a gentleman on the Twitter. So I sent out a tweet earlier and I got a message from one of the guys who follows me, uh, John, John Paith. You can follow him on Twitter at truck. One, two, two, three. Uh, just give him a little shout out. Um, he messaged me, said, Hey, if you need a, he's a Giants fan. He said, if you need another person, I'm down. So I messaged him, we were talking and he went ahead and joined the league and that actually closed that league out today. So cool. Yep. So we, right now we have a break from the grind dynasty league that we are starting up. Um, uh, we are five people into it already. <laughs> yeah. I've got five people who have committed to joining this league and I haven't even advertised it yet. So it's what? $25. It's I'm going to do $20. Okay. I'm sorry. So it is $20 to join this, uh, dynasty league. Uh, the prize for this one is a, um, Demarius, Demarius Thomas. Thomas signed color rush it's black and red it's pretty cool looking it's a badass looking it's, uh, it's a jersey. badass alternate jersey it is it's, it's a sweet looking jersey so uh twenty dollars to join that league we got seven more slots left, yeah we right? got seven seven slots seven left slots on, that. on a dynasty and, and uh, if you're hearing this it might be full yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> this come, one has been come, filling really comes, fast comes out tomorrow right so it comes out tomorrow so it might be full <laughs> um so uh, yeah so we've got that going uh I don't. We might have one more league. I'm, I'm thinking about doing another league. I want to try to see if I can set it up. Um, it's it's got a crazy style to it that I just absolutely love. So it's a it's let's, a, let's not discuss it. Let's see if it works first. Okay, um, it'll work though. I'm confident. So anyway, we are running out of time as far as uh, doing stuff with fantasy football in order to get your money. Uh, so we're gonna get into the beg, borrow, and steal portion of our raising funds for not true the nba draft is coming and oh. nba season should be starting Wait, up soon NBA draft is over. yeah it's over already i missed an opportunity what are you there doing? i missed that opportunity anyway so we are we appreciate all the help we'll but, run some but, daily leagues yeah oh no those are easy yeah i know but we don't have whatever anyway i'm running on what the hell are you talking about yeah somebody has to buy this no stuff. no 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 not for the daily you do a 50 50 jesus jason get with the times anyway so uh yeah i just want to say thank you guys like we're killing it i can't give you the total because uh i can okay right now we're sitting pretty at about 3400 dollars. is that including the... that's including the stuff for the uh odell league no, is that including the uh, Dak Prescott League that Neil ran for? Nope, us? that's not including that. And that is not including much, the Ring League. How much was the? How much? That's the, not including the the how, fantasy football breakdown league that Swag is how, running. How much was the buy-in on the Dak Prescott? I believe it was twenty. It was either twenty or twenty-five. It was twenty-five. It was one or the other. It doesn't matter. He's got that league filled. He's got the Ring League filled. So, that's, so twelve times twenty is. It doesn't matter. We're kicking so, ass. We might we might hit that five thousand mark, two, Jason. That's two hundred and forty. So carry the one i think we're about 10 million dollars right now yeah, and if i wish i had the scott steiner math drop i would nail it i might put it right there <laughs> no, so anyway yeah so because of you guys were like probably close to like 3800 3900 dollars just once we add up all the leagues that uh the people that are helping us and i'd like to thank 
uh, Fantasy Football Breakdown for helping us, and I'd like to thank Clock Dodgers for helping us. They've they've helped us big time uh, this year doing the the, the charge for top drive. Yeah. Yep. So um, anyway, so. So now what you guys came here for, you didn't, you didn't hear us, you didn't come here to hear us beg and, and plead for more money. You came here for one reason, one reason only, and that is the man, the myth, the legend, Me. Mr. Elliot Chris. Oh. No. No. Jason, nobody comes here for you. I come here for me. That, that's it. You. But that's not what they're here for. They're here for Elliot tonight. Is that weird that I say that to my wife too? Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and get into this interview. Um, it's a fantastic interview with Elliot. We really do appreciate his time. Go ahead, listen, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, on the line with us tonight, we have the sports product manager who just announced he is joining the Quantum Edge. You can find him on Twitter at Elliot Christ. If you don't know him, you should. Elliot, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Just uh, one minor thing, and then I won't correct you the rest of the podcast. It's it's the Quant Edge, not Quantum. Just in case anyone wants to go follow that on Twitter, uh, it's uh, TQEs will help you remember it. We're basically doing quantitative uh, things and giving you an edge playing DFS and betting. So that's the idea behind the name. But the Quant Edge was it. Um, so I'm already off to a bad start correcting you on the podcast. No, but, no, no, no. That's listen. I I I I fucked it up. Absolutely correct me on the spot. Yeah, so uh, literally, George has screwed up every every guest we've had on intro. Not since, every since we've started this. So not every, you got, just two. Right, you got my name right, and the number of people that call me Christ still confuses me. Because one, you know, a lot of people grow up reading the Bible, and it's pretty clearly got an H in there. And two, have has anyone ever met anyone with the last name Christ before? Like, I feel like that would be. I just don't know why people assume it's Christ, but anyway, uh, you guys, you guys nailed that part of it. So I'm actually racking my brain right now, thinking. So I used to work in a jail, and we used to have to go through like at feeding time, check everybody's name off that came up to to get their food. And I'm literally, when you asked if you ever met anybody's name last name Christ, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, shit, have I? I I don't know if I have or not, but it was just I started thinking about you, it. You do get a lot of Jesus. Uh, I guess that it's Jesus, not Jesus, right? But you do get a lot of Jesus. You don't get a whole lot of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, would I be bold if I named my kid Jesus, right? That would just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you should do that. Well, so one of the reasons we wanted to have you on, and, and we talked about this a little bit in the interview before, uh, we like to have guys on from the fantasy football world and talk to them about their projects, how they got into fantasy, um, you know, that kind of stuff, and not so much about your hot takes or, or your sleepers or the stuff that I can get from you if I go to your Twitter account and, and read it because, you know, um, our listeners are good on Twitter too. You know what I mean? Like they, they can just go find you anywhere. So uh, do you want to get into a little bit of how you started in fantasy football um, and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I've been playing, I'm 28 now. I've been playing fantasy since I was 12 or 13. Um, got to college. Uh, someone was like, and, and let me, let me re- restart. When I, when I was in high school, I used to run dollar to $5 pools of, uh, everyone that I knew to try to pick all 16 NFL games, the winner. And each week that person, um, won that money and so i like I, i've always kind of gravitated towards it got to college someone introduced me to betting i was like this is awesome i'm gonna make so much money that didn't go great to start you basically <laughs> uh, 
you got you got to learn the hard way. Um, and you know, sports betting. Uh, probably been playing DFS for about seven years now. Been successful with DFS. Been successful with uh, betting. Learn, learning different ways to attack lines, to to adjust, to understand what the public's doing, to try to gain an edge. And then I got a job out of college in finance because I was like, you know what, getting a job's hard. Let me just go take money. And I was like, well, this sucks. Um, and so I did that for about three years, and I saved up a whole bunch of money, and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I left the job, and I got a job with PFF. This is about two and a half years ago. So I got the the. It was a part time gig with PFF, and it was basically the more work you do, the uh, the more opportunities you will get. So I started working for them about a hundred hours a week, um, basically just saying anything you want to give me, I'll do. You know, by the end of it, I started doing scouting reports for for different teams, and you know, I had always studied football since I was since I was like 20 years old. I, I'm a Jets fan, so I always joke it was therapy or the draft. You know, I got to choose one of the two, and I just started studying football, and I it just I gravitated towards PFF, and uh, at the end of the season, I started putting all my scouting stuff on Twitter. Like I, I've had a Twitter for two years now. Um, or at least this Twitter. I had like my own one that I joked around with friends on. But you know, I was like, oh, let me see if I can build this into something. I never expected to turn into this. And I started putting up uh, scouting gifts, and people really started responding to it. Um, I, uh, I, my, my dad for Christmas wanted to be supportive, so he got me the Matt Miller. Um, Oh, what was it? The scouting class, and uh, I talked to Matt a lot. I impressed Matt, and Matt let me contribute to Bleacher Report. I did some stuff with NDT scouting. I was gonna come back around and do PFF stuff again, and I was kind of like, you know what? It's financially, it's really tough to just um, do all of this. So let me uh, kind of get another job. I got a job relating to sports analytics, but it was in ticketing, not exactly what I was looking to do. But I was also able to contribute to PFF. Uh, contribute to uh, Power Hour and really start to take off my brand even more. Built it up more through the draft. Uh, started working for uh, four for four this off season, contributing. Um, had a couple uh, full time offers in the end. You know, really grew my brand through Twitter. Uh, people responded to my message. Message. Uh, you know, constant work, man. I mean, the Draft Daily podcast that I did was was every day for ninety days. Um, you know, organizing all these different things, networking, building my brand. And ultimately, I, I chose the Quant Edge. I met with the CEO. I loved his vision. He really wanted to build around my ideas. Uh, we're, we're launching a website on August 8th. It's going to look fantastic. It's going to have tools that aren't out there, a head-to-head tool, which allows you to compare any two players based on any metric, including comparing a player versus defense and, you know, heat maps the, right next to each other and understand where teams are susceptible, you know, understanding the difference between a wide receiver two uh, and a wide receiver one and a wide receiver three. Um for, for the defense compared to what the receiver is going to do. We're going to have an injury tool, which allows you to get a, an accurate understanding of what it means if a player is on or off the field, you know, not just by game, but by individual snap and what that means. We're going to have a wide receiver cornerback matchup tool where you can put any two players uh, next to each other, whether it's a tight end, wide receiver, cornerback, uh, linebacker, and understand how they did by route, by coverage type, whether it's zone, man, press, jam, um, uh, and I 
and we're going to build an optimizer. And we've got amazing quantitative minds, Ivy League guys that uh, are have created algorithms and are going to be really predictive. And we're going to I'm going to be in charge of a content team that's absolutely fantastic. I mean, John Owning, um, Matt Dickinson, uh, Brad Kelly, uh, Brad Reyes, Joe Paiano. Um, these the, the I mean there's eight of them I I know I just forgot to mention two of them which is not great. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Connor Allen, um, Ryan Noonan, um, who are going to run the betting side of things, and you know we have applications open for uh, other people, and I've gotten to read like over a hundred people submitted articles and uh, pitches for the site, and you know it, it's. It's it's rough a little bit because I got to tell people no, you know, which sucks. I never want to tell someone no, but you know, there's just been so many talented people that have poured out to me, and I'm so excited for the season because I think our tools are going to be the the best around. I think that uh, our site is going to be easier to use and easier to understand than anybody else's, and I basically get to shape this whole thing around my vision with my with my team of my you know my choosing and kind of create content in the way that I think it should be out there and. You know, I, I feel kind of blessed, you know, that they they found me through uh, I had Hunter and they interviewed, I don't know, 40 other people. And, you know, they responded to me and they listened to my stuff and they read my stuff and it, they really impressed them. And, you know, I'm not going to say I'm lucky to be here. I mean, I am in part, but, you know, the, the amount of work and sacrifice it took. But it, I, I just feel so blessed and, you know, the outpouring of support and everything. And, you know, I, I think I've got an opportunity got an opportunity to build something really special. And I, I don't think there are many people that get that opportunity, right, to kind of do things the exact way they would want to do them on their terms, you know, in a full-time job in fantasy football. That's, I mean, that's that's about as unique as it gets. And I feel truly blessed to, to have that opportunity. What I think it takes, though, is, is a huge leap of faith. Um, I mean, you went from, you know, a steady job with, a, with an okay living, but you weren't happy, and you took a leap of faith into – the fantasy football aspect of it. And you basically jumped without no safety net. You're, you're a success with it. You're, you're, you're doing fantastic with it. I mean, well, so I think some of the takeaways you can, you can get from it. One is you have to be willing to put yourself out there early and often, and you have to work hard. So the thing that jumped out to me specifically, cause George and I work, this is kind of our hobby. And then we actually have, you could say nine to five, but usually it's like six to six. We have like a, a we work at the same place and we call it the factory here. Um, but we are there all the time. Uh, so we work a lot. So that stuck out to me the hundred hours a week at, at PFF, right? Because you were willing to take anything on. You were willing to do the work. You were willing to, to watch more video. You were willing to write more. You were willing to do all the things you had to do, one, to hone your skills, but two, uh, to get your stuff out so people could read it. Yeah, listen, I, I forget who said this, so I'm, I don't know the, the, the quote, but basically if you want to get the stuff that people get who go all in, you have to go all in, right? Like you can't, you can't win the big pot in poker without being willing to go all in. You can't win life without being willing to go all in. And, you know, that's what I did. I mean, I was I was breaking down film for PFF and, and 
doing, uh, you know, base data and different things at, at one o'clock in the morning on a Friday when my friends are out. Cause like, this is what I wanted to do. I, I love football and I love, and that was just the football side of it. Not even the fantasy side of it. I tried to grow my brand on both sides. You know, I, I wanted to work in fantasy ultimately, but if I could get a job in uh, football and instead that would have been equally as amazing. And I think you're absolutely right. Like, does it take luck? Absolutely. Does it take incredible work ethic? Yes. And the other couple things I, I, I really want to stress to people is um, you got to do something unique. You got to do something different. Right. So when I started doing the draft stuff, uh, I couldn't. Uh, sorry. When I started doing the uh, fantasy stuff a couple years ago, no one cared. Right. I was a new guy on Twitter. No one cared. I started tweet- tweeting out value threads of all the different plays I liked that week. And they were hitting a lot. But people took notice, you know, and it, no one else was doing that. And then I did the, the scouting gifts on Twitter and then I did the draft daily pot. And, you know, I was doing things that other people weren't doing, which helped me get noticed. And then networking is incredibly important as well. And so often you see a lot of people whose first reaction is to just tell someone they're wrong or, you know, try to attack them. Or if someone disagrees with them, they naturally get defensive. And, you know, you're you're trying to build relationships, not tear them down. You know, so many of these guys in the fantasy community, are they want to help. They do. They understand it's a struggle. But if every time they interact with you, you try to tell them that you're better than them and, you know, they don't know what they're talking about and all that stuff, that doesn't make people want to help you. You know, that doesn't mean kiss ass. It doesn't mean don't debate people. But it just means, you know, Try to try to network, you know, network, do something new and work really hard. And it is possible. And, you know, with sports betting getting legalized and fantasy continuing to grow, there are going to be more and more opportunities out there for people. And the people that show a way to do something that's unique and show the willingness to work hard and sacrifice are going to be able to reap rewards. Do you think you have a gambling problem or like a betting problem? Like some are, I mean, like so like you bet on yourself. You, you, you do a whole bunch of work for, you know, daily fantasy sports and betting lines and all that. I mean, I'm not, and I don't mean it in a, in a derogatory or negative way, but like say, everybody came, has, it came, it came across, wrong. it came yeah. across totally wrong. It's not what I was trying to say. <laughs> let's, let but, <laughs> let's rephrase the question. Yeah. Uh, do you really, uh, let me rephrase the question so it's not as harsh. Are you addicted to gambling? No, I, <laughs> I, I get what George is saying. Like, so you're the kind. It sounds like you're the kind of guy that's either all in or all out. You, um, you bet on your like he said. You bet on yourself, but doing that, do you feel like you also are? I was gonna ask like besides football, what's your favorite thing to gamble on? Do you find yourself gambling on a lot more than just football? Um, I'll do. I do basketball at DFS, and I do basketball betting, and then I'll do some MMA stuff. Um, I don't do baseball. Uh, do I think I'm a, do I have a gambling problem? And this is where you joke, like it's only a problem if you lose, right? No, <laughs> but like, I don't think I do for a couple of reasons. One is I never bet money I can't afford to lose. You know what I mean? And I think that's, it's really key to keep it that way, right? Like I'm never risking rent. I'm never being like, oh, if I lose this bet, can't, can't, you know, no, go I, out the, I, I know what but, you're saying. So but I'm saying. But the other thing is, like, I can watch a game and not have money on it. You know, like, I can do stuff and not have money on it. Yeah. I I don't – like, if I'm going to watch a playoff game, I don't have to then put 100 bucks on it to have any interest in it. Um, I don't lose my mind when I watch games. You know, I, there was a – a couple weeks ago, there was a UFC fight with um, Dos Santos. And if he knocked the guy out in the first 
five rounds and it didn't go into decision or knocked him down once, I was going to get four grand. And he didn't. And I watched that fight with my friend and I had no reaction the whole time other than joking around with him. And I told him two days later and he's like, I had no idea. So like, I'm not one of these guys that's screaming at the TV. I'm not risking, um, uh, you know, all my money and I've been able to be successful at it. And I get the, well, you bet on yourself, but the way I kind of look at that and maybe this is avoiding the, the true answer is just that, you know, if, if you're not willing to bet on yourself, who's supposed to bet on you? And I've always believed that whenever I've gone in a hundred percent on anything, it's kind of worked out. And, you know, I kind of believe that sometimes in life you need to have blind faith that if you do everything right and you put the work in, that things are going to work out. And that's kind of the way I live my life. Yeah, no. And like I said, I didn't mean it for it to come across like I'm accusing you of having a gambling problem. That's It was a very poorly worded question. It was just something I was thinking uh, when I was listening to you. Oh, good. Yeah, no. And, and the reason I thought that is because we had Justin uh, Lenaro. Lanero on the on the you podcast. You still can't say his name. I, I still can't get his last name. We had him on the podcast, and he's a. I don't know if you know him or not, but he's a, a self admitted alcoholic. Uh, he's he's Reco- in recovered. full recovering. Yeah, uh, he's been sober five years now. And when we were talking to him, and we at, we got into the discussion about you know being addicted to different things, and one of the things that came up was with him was gambling. And then that just kind of triggered you know listening to you. I was like, well, I wonder if this guy is like. Like not not like a chronic gamble. Like I'm not trying to compare gambling to alcoholism. I get completely what you're saying. Listen, I I've built my career on something that's a risk, right? But the way I look at it is, you know, people build their careers on the stock market, and you try to make educated guesses on that. Correct. Um, so I I I don't consider betting just a pure blind luck thing. I think what what I what the tools on our site are designed around it. Everything's about to giving you positive expected value. And if you do enough things with positive expected value, you eventually get, you know, positive value. And that's kind of the way I try to do things. Now, do I take risks? Absolutely. But the people that don't take risks also kind of can get stuck in certain situations. I, I kind of, I can set limits and kind of abide by them. What is your flukiest, um, what is your flukiest like gambling win? Do you have one that where you thought you were for sure were going to lose and you ended up winning. Do you have a good story? Oh, uh, the Northwestern fumble against Ohio State. I had Ohio State. Um, a couple years ago, I had Stanford minus three. And um, they were up three with five seconds to go. And Josh Rosen was on the 40-yard line. And he got strip-sacked. And Solomon Thomas ran it back for 40 yards for touchdown. And I won. I've had a couple of those. The ones that stick out are the losses, man, and you know whether or not you did something dumb or, or something crazy happened. Like Julio Jones dropped that touchdown pass against the Carolina Panthers last year for like forty yards, and he was wide open. Wide open, open. yeah. Did that pass ninety nine out of a hundred times, and if he wins that, I go to the draft qualifier and you know am, am up for a hundred thousand dollars or whatever fifty thousand dollars or whatever it was, and you know, I, the thing you learn, and most people don't like to accept this. They just like to say I was so unlucky. They tend to even out over time, but they're they're def. I mean, I've been on both ends of that strip sack stuff, um, or or late game interception. Uh, the I think the the worst fantasy loss I had was I lost a fantasy championship on a hail mary where I was up three points and I had the quarterback and they had the defense and he threw it. It got picked off on a hail mary attempt and I I lost the fantasy championship on that. Um, that was that was one of the 
rough ones that stuck out. But, you know, they're, they're ups and downs. And honestly, um, the, the losses probably sting more than the wins when it comes to that crazy lucky stuff. Well, so, and, and it, it, I won our fantasy championship. So George and I play in a money league. It's like a local friends league. And I won the championship by 0.27 last year because Le'Veon Bell got benched week 16 because they were up so big. And DeAndre Hopkins made like one last minute catch. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was like, That's... it was, it felt, it felt like Christmas. It and then when the guy complains to you, like, I almost won, I should have won, you tell him, you know what happens when you almost won? You lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal that line. I, I like that. I, I'm actually, we're getting ready to, to go into the draft this year, and we all draft in person. So I, I feel like I'm going to have to use that that day somehow. <laughs> yeah, because it, it'll get mentioned. I know it will. So uh, being a, a Jets fan, and oh, I'm, but- I'm a Buccaneers fan, so you and I, we can share some misery as far as like the last several years. I'm a Dolphin fan. Can I get can I get in on this? I think you got a better case for the Dolphins than the Bucks. You've seen a championship, my friend. <laughs> I, I have he, actually. I have not. This is true. But what I'll say is, um, especially lately, you know, the thing I love about fantasy football, and the thing I hate about fantasy football is. You know, when my team's six and ten or six and, and eleven and you know awful, the Bucks are six and eleven or two and what? You know what I mean? Like when they're playing terribly, at least I have fantasy football. But at the same time, do you do you find it struggle when you're watching the Jets and you've got somebody, be it in a regular fantasy football league or daily, you know, or the or the the weekly fantasy? Do you guys do you? find it to be a struggle to root for the Jets when you're betting against them? Well, it may feel better. I did root for the Jets last year as a Jets fan because I wanted them to lose games so they could go get a quarterback early. Um, <laughs> they, did not so, get, they did not get the one you wanted them to, though. I'm happy with Darnold, but no. The, listen, the Baker headband thing, I went strong for that, man. I, that was that was an all-in situation, and I, I thought we had it. The whole week, whole two weeks leading up to the draft was that Baker's a lock to go to the Jets, and they went first overall. But, uh, it's a real struggle, but the Jets are the last team I have. Other than that, like in other sports, I root for players, and I think fantasy is a big part of that. But um, I'll t- I'll tell you this: it depends, right? So let's say it's a DFS contest and the Jets are playing the last game, and I got a guy and I can win fifty k. I don't want the Jets to win that bet. <laughs> but if it's fifty bucks, like let's let's go Jets. You know what I mean? So like it's it's not a straight up answer. It, it depends. Listen, I, I would root against Miami for 50K, no problem. None whatsoever. Yeah. I, you. <laughs> I root against Miami for free. <laughs> uh, you do. So, speaking of the Bucs, speaking of the Bucks, uh, I my girlfriend does not like football. But uh, I was like, babe, like I really want you to watch this Monday night game with me. She's like, fine. I don't want to, but I'll do it. I was like, you know what? We'll split whatever I win in this DFS contest. And it was the Bucks. Uh, Panthers Monday night game and I needed Mike Evans to catch a pass on the last drive which he did to put me in first for $7,000 and then Robert Aguayo made the kick it's like the only kick he's ever made for the Bucks to end the, end the contest and have me win and I was so happy and that's she knows Mike she knows like three football players names but she knows Mike Evans of the Bucks so I gotta say the Bucks have a warm place in this household well so let, I'll say this if your girlfriend, girlfriend, right? You said girlfriend, not wife, right? Yep, for now. Okay. 
Do you want to announce something on our podcast? No, okay. <laughs> so if you, <laughs> your your girlfriend uh, doesn't like watching football, the Bucks are the team for her. Yeah, that's yeah. Listen, she uh, the the Jets uh, make her not like football either. Uh, <laughs> but she says she's going to go all in on trying this year to get into it. I wish you the best. I've been trying to get my wife into. Uh, fantasy football for years it's just not happening i'm honestly very happy my wife isn't in the nfl or fantasy because then that's just me time and i don't have to you know i don't have to answer all the questions i don't have to you know but the problem is is like when i want me time on the weekends yeah no it's not me time it's wife's time and i gotta go do whatever she wants to do those are very good points and i would probably be in the same boat but when your job is to know what's going on in football she doesn't get to say that this is true you you can claim you're working exactly listen we need somebody to give us five dollars as a sponsorship just five bucks right and then we can claim it's our job to know football now (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's way less than what you're making to justify it but i feel like i could sell this Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, money's on the line, right? This is this I'm trying I'm trying to do this for us. You just gotta let me do this for us. <laughs> um so uh, George and I had a, a discussion before you came on about the Dolphins since since we're in that division right now. He thinks eight and eight is possible for that horrible team. Uh knowing football like you do, what do you think? I think the Dolphins could win eight games in the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you. And then you then, failed me. And, and then what happened? <laughs> he um, said two years. <laughs> listen, the AFC's bad. The AFC East, specifically. I mean, the Patriots are good. They're going to win the division for the 15th time in 16 years, which is absurd to say out loud. The Bills are a dumpster fire. And the Dolphins are like, you know, a dumpster fire with just a little bit of water on it. And then the Jets are just a dumpster. Um, like, it's just, it's not pretty. Um there's pro- probably one of those teams is going to win eight games, though. Um, I think the Bills may end up as the worst team in the NFL. I think the Jets will win about seven games. I think they're improved from last year to this year. They blew the most second half uh, second half uh, leads in the NFL. They're actually the worst second half team in the NFL. Um, most punts in the second half when trailing two. The Dolphins get Ryan Tannehill back. He's an obvious upgrade over Jay Cutler. I just they 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 got rid of Andomik and Sue. They got a couple pieces like uh, Jones and Xavier Howard's pretty good. I do like Parker and Stills as a solid tandem. Uh, I, I think the Dolphins are probably a six-win team, uh, if if I'm being completely honest. See, I, I, I figure with Tannehill come back, we can at least win two more games than what we won last year. And we got an easier schedule this year. The AFC East as a whole has got an easier schedule. Yeah, that's because they play each other. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> so one, they, thing, listen, one, uh, one of those teams is going to win eight games. Yeah. None of us are making the playoffs, though. None of us. Other than the Patriots. What? So you were talking about uh, 15 out of 16 for the Patriots in the in the East. So the one thing I learned this offseason about the Buccaneers that actually kind of made me proud is that we've won the NFC North more recently than the Lions have. That's absurd to say out loud. <laughs> yeah. So we were... Uh, before it was the North, it was the Central, and the Buccaneers were in the same division. It was just the same teams plus the Buccaneers. Weren't and the Cardinals in the AFC, the NFC East at one point? I think so. Like uh, they, yeah, the alignment was... was well, <laughs> it, look at this alignment you, now. You, you got New England, it, Buffalo, New York, and then Miami. I mean, 
At least it's still east. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that difficult. The The name of the division is the area you should be located. True. I really think this one's pretty simple, and they put a West Coast team in the east. I don't... It's... They just threw them in, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. In a couple of years, we'll have the Jaguars in London. In London. Yeah. That's going to be awful every time you travel there. <laughs> I, it's going to be such a disadvantage for six game, uh, you know, for eight games. It's going to be a disadvantage for both the teams going to London and then when the Jacksonville Jaguars got to play a home ga- uh, road game, it's going to be miserable. They're going to have a lot of stretches, I think. It's going to be like, okay, so you're home for nine ga- or you're home for seven games straight, and then you're, you know. It won't happen. What do you think about a team lo- moving to London? I think we're, we don't need that. <laughs> I, I tend to what agree. London game is that it starts at 10 a.m. and I get extra three hours of football. The thing I don't think about the London game is it's never a good game. Right. So I think I feel like when when they have the London games, I feel like they must feel on the West Coast all the time where you wake up and then as soon as you wake up, football's on. I I have family out in California and when I go visit them, you know, you're you're it's like four o'clock and there's NBA on and then you eat dinner and there's the second game and then it's like nine o'clock and all the games are over, <laughs> and you still get a night after having sports. You don't get that on the East Coast. When when sports end, it's it's real late on the East Coast. So yeah, yeah I'm jealous of the sports schedule for for people on the West Coast. Yeah, the only thing you miss is uh you know especially especially in L.A. especially with traffic, like you miss the beginnings of some of those games because you're getting out of work or whatever you're doing and you have to sit in traffic for an hour. By the time you get home, the first quarter's over. So that that's the only thing. But on a Sunday, you know, you wake up ten o'clock, football's on. That I'd be down for that all the time. Yeah, same. All right. So we've been recording for probably about thirty-five minutes, minutes, thirty minutes, something like that. But let's go ahead and move into the questions. Um, Totally random. Jason doesn't know what they are either. Um, Sometimes we'll spend a quick conversation off them. Sometimes we won't. It's just I type up random questions. Just give us your opinions, your thoughts. Question number one, which is more important, motorized vehicles like cars and airplanes or computers? Computers. Computers, I agree. I think by a lot. Uh, but by the way, this game feels like uh, that scene from uh, Step Brothers where they go in and they start asking her the questions. You know what I'm talking about? You guys see that movie? I've seen the movie. It was a long time ago. I'm not one of those guys who can recall scenes from movies. Oh, so is it the therapist that he goes in and talks to and asks her the questions? I'm trying to remember it. No, they walk in and they're like, how much do you make after taxes? Oh, yeah, the interview. (laughs) That's right, right, right. When they're trying to fail every interviews. Yeah, they wear tuxedos and stuff. So (laughs) Let me go run and put my tuxedo on and answer the remaining 19 of these bad boys. Yeah. Uh, question number two. I, I don't know whether I'm insulted oh. or not. <laughs> it should not be. Listen, Step Brothers is a top five movie for me, so this is, whoa, this whoa, is a whoa. good. Don't get ahead of me now, okay? We don't both. get ahead of me. That may be a question later on down the road, okay? <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. What would you do with extra time if you didn't need to sleep? Uh, do, do more football stuff. I could use extra time right now if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> I could work uh, more. <laughs> did, he, 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 I think he's saying he wants to hang up. No, uh, no, no. That's not what he's saying. He's saying <laughs> no, whenever you're trying to get a startup launched, you know, you're you're doing stuff all day long. Um, uh, and more hours in the day would be terrific, you know. Yeah, but, absolutely. But sleep, unfortunately, sleep is required. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Question number three. Would it be fun repoing cars and other other vehicles? Would I get to do it on television? If you want it, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, sure, think, why not? Because then you just your whole job is being over the top for entertainment. <laughs> South Beach Toe, starring yeah, Elliot exactly. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how would the game of soccer be different if the players were encouraged to hit each other and not act like babies on the ground? It would be better, but it would be a I you you get a lot bigger dudes, uh, like, like these guys like 160 pounds. You know what I mean? Like the guy that looks like massive is like 185. Could you imagine if you just put Adrian Peterson in his prime in soccer and he was allowed to shove people? He would murder everybody. Um, oh, I'm thinking Ray Lewis kicking the ball. Down the- <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is this we could do this. This could be a sport. Yeah, yeah. MMA meets. Listen, I MMA meets soccer. Accidentally, like three weeks ago, when I say accidentally, I mean I was just flipping through channels and I stopped, and I didn't know what I was watching. It's kind of amazing. It's just grown, massive men running into each other head first and then getting escorted off the field injured. But you know that's kind of what soccer would be like if you were allowed to just murder people. I want to watch this. <laughs> I, I, I think there's I think there's a market for this because I'm super excited right now. <laughs> uh, what's one rule the NFL should get rid of? Follow up. What's one rule they should add? I would like to see the NFL go to a college overtime, um, kind of partially because of fantasy, and that would kind of make or break slates and could be kind of fun. Um, I would like the NFL to get rid of their weed policy because I'm tired of great players getting suspended for 16 games for smoking weed. I completely agree. I like both of those. And, and so I would assume that your, your new website would have, uh, have stats about which teams go into overtime most often if, if yeah. they were to do that. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be really important. I, that yeah, and then listen, man. If you had overtime like that, you, your your total bets would never be done. It would it would be a lot of fun. Um, it would be crazy, but you know, there's only like one overtime game every two weeks anyway. Uh, but I, I think it would be more fun than, you know, this one possession first team to score gets a touchdown. Is that really fair? If Aaron Rodgers is on the Packers and they win the coin toss, you know what I mean? Is that fair? Um, I think giving each team a chance is is fun. It it, it leads to more points, but I I would like to see it. So the real question is, do you think Donovan McNabb would understand the rules? No. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, it's up there with J.R. Smith, honestly. Uh, not. <laughs> That's just and poor then, situational awareness. But at least J.R. afterwards tried to sell it. I mean, when no one bought it. He's like, I knew, I knew. No, you didn't. No. But like, then was like legit, yo, I didn't, I didn't know you could talk. Like, why would you? <laughs> Why would you say that to the media? You know you're going to get clowned. That yeah. talk about situational awareness. That might be worse than not knowing you could tie. Yeah. If, so right, admitting you didn't know you could tie is is way worse than not knowing you could tie. Right. Spe- going back, especially having the time to think about it, and then going out to the media and not having a better excuse to, than I didn't know. Does everybody know? Why is it? That every, why is it? I bet you could ask anybody. Not everybody knows. After talking to teammates and coaches too, which who were definitely like Donovan, what are you talking about? So I'll leave it at that. But okay, so follow up question to that: Which is worse, not knowing that you could tie in the NFL or believing that the world is flat? 
but I I think believing that the world is flat. That's I mean, that just there's so many athletes now, and I can't tell if they're being serious. But like Shaq, I think, a more trolling. I think a lot of more trolling just to basically. Uh, one athlete talked about that where he's like, "I'm just saying dumb stuff because I want you guys to realize how much you report on dumb stuff." <laughs> I like that. I like it. I can if just... they're trolling, they're doing a hell of a job. I, I give nothing but props for them. <laughs> there are definitely some that do just to be dip, but like. Would you think you just you know you you drive and then at a certain point you fall off the end? Like I don't understand how much evidence does one? I I don't listen. I've been yelled at on Twitter that the moon landing wasn't real because you know I, I said something like Saquon Barkley's good. So I get weird takes all the time. Um, I just want but, to know how you explain time zones if the world if it's flat. How do you explain? Literally, any what is it? They're just giant waterfalls that no one's ever experienced. No, nobody's ever seen the we, end of the world. We, you don't come back from Wouldn't it. Water go off the end if it's flat and then be gone or, forever, right? I don't. Does it go out into space? This hurts my head. Trying to, this hurts my head trying to figure out. <laughs> I get like eight followers because of this. By the way, you have no idea how. How a take like this even pisses people off, but <laughs> you're going to lose all the, you know, what, honestly, I feel like if I have flat earth followers, I, I'm okay losing them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Addition by subtraction. Uh, all right. So that was like the ninth follow up on the third question. So go ahead, George. Que- question number six. And it kind of sp- uh, spills right into the last conversation. What was the last thing that got your blood boiling? I don't know is always an answer. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know to be completely answer uh, to be completely honest. That's fine. Uh, question number seven: Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Thank you. God, not if you like pizza. I mean, if you want to create garbage, go ahead and do it. But I just don't understand. Thank you. Why would you fruit that, on pizza, dude? Fr- you you because are, it is amazing. You are you know this freak across from me agreed with our <laughs> last guest who said you could have pineapple inside a calzone. You can. Well, I mean, you could. I mean, you could you could put chocolate cake on a pizza. That doesn't mean I would suggest it. Though I will say that I used to live in Hoboken, and um, this slice I ate sober once was the worst thing ever. But after a couple of beers, their um, their disco fry pizza, which had uh, <laughs> fries and gravy and masses amounts of cheese, was amazing. Drunk, but still, I'd rather eat that than pineapple on a pizza. You're, I, you're on the wrong side of history, my I, friend. I completely agree with you 100%. Wait, are we going to ask what's worth believing the earth is flat or whether or not you put pineapple on pizza? Because that could be a whole other conversation. <laughs> I'm willing to get into it if you've got the time. It's, the, is, it's the flat earth. No, I mean... It is. The, it's not the, even close. No, it's it, it, not worse than... So worst thing, worst thing ever possible is a flat earth convention with catered pineapple pizza. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, question number eight. What does it mean if your dog doesn't like someone? Uh, it depends on the dog. Um, my dog doesn't like anybody. He doesn't even really like me. Uh, <laughs> but my dog's basically a cat, you know? Uh, but if, if a friendly dog doesn't like you, I think it's not a good sign for you. Yeah. I think I think the question is, is more along the lines of, do you believe like dogs have a sense where they can sense if somebody is trustworthy or not i mean dog i has have you ever been as happy as when like a dog sees you when you walk in like i don't think i like that that's like peak happiness and if 
that peak happiness that you walk in and the dog's like, oh, this guy. Like, <laughs> <to> me, that, <laughs> this, uh, is, this is why I like dogs more than people. Because I could put a dog in a car or in a trunk and leave it in there for an hour, walk away. When I come back and open the trunk, that dog is excited and happy to see me. It's going to be kissing me. I'm horrified it, right now. If I put if I put my wife or my kids and shove them in a trunk and then walk away and come back in an hour, they're not going to be very happy to see me. I'm very horrified right now. It's like you've tried this. So, so I like your dogs. Or a more, uh, le- uh, like a less kidnappy and torture dog spin on it. <laughs> For the record, no. I, I've never done this with my dogs. I know. But I'm saying, like, when I come home, my girlfriend's like, I need you to do this. When I come home, my dog's like, you're home. It's the greatest thing ever. Yes. Like, I don't. So, it's a slightly different reaction. You know, it, so so I feel like having a toddler slash, you know, five, maybe up to five years old, five or six, is a. it's really like having a dog for the most part. Because, you know, your your young child is super excited when you get home. Run like my son comes runs out to see me is super happy to see me, and is also super thrilled by just you know playing in a box. You know what I mean? Like the most basic things, like you could buy my son the most expensive toy, and you take it out of the box and he'll play in the box. So I feel like dogs and you know toddlers are right on that same level yeah. with happiness. Listen, I, I miss I miss those days, man. I wish someone could give me a box and I could be happy for eight hours. <laughs> I, like I need, I need something from Amazon to be in it, and then I'm happy for like a minute. Like it's different. <laughs> All right, question number ten. And now here's an opportunity to get on the right side of history because right now you're on you're on the wrong side of history. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. You are on the wrong side of history, sir. So uh, I've noticed a trend: the freaks that like pineapple on pizza also have no idea what a Christmas movie is. See, to me, a Christmas movie is about Christmas, not that it happened during Christmas. Thank you. Exactly. He summed it up perfectly. I, I, I won't debate it, but I'm just going to say you're wrong. Um. <laughs> but have you noticed that trend? Like, everybody who likes pineapple on pizza also thinks Chris, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Not, not everybody. I think... I think... So, the, the, the pineapple and the Christmas movie are reoccurring questions for every guest that we have on. Uh, and and, and that's joined, what Jason's referencing. And you joined the right side of this. No, he's not. Uh, listen, we you could go down a real real path here, where you know there are a lot of movies that course over six months, and one of the scenes happened on Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? No, but one of the major plot lines is, is right around Christmas and Die Hard. That's why I said that. It, it's about a, an estranged father coming home for Christmas to see his family, and is at a Christmas party. With his wife, when it's taken over by hostages. Yeah, so I, I or would. Robbers. So the thing. Like, I, be honest, that's, not how, that's not how I would want my Christmas to go. Yeah. Well, I don't think I, anybody would want their Christmas to go that so way. I think. Movie for me. <laughs> so the way I see the way I see that is they use Christmas as a as like a plot line mover. Like they use well, the it guy to, who, who to the move guy the who, plot forward. The guy who wrote the movie. And produced the movie, said it was a Christmas movie. Well, yeah, all these years later when there was a it debate. Came out, it came out on Christmas, right? Around Christmas time? No, I think it came no, out in June. No, it did not. It came out in June. Uh, I was, okay, then never mind. I take it back. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, he's with me. I'm good. Let's move on. <laughs> Our turn to ask you, well, actually, it's, it's time to flip the coin. It's your opportunity to ask us any question you want. Uh, wow, this is pressure. <laughs> well, just- Favorite Favorite movie since you said you can't quote any movies. 
I will go. I'll give you my top three. Casino, The Green Mile, and topping it off is Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I like The Natural. I think that's my favorite Christmas movie. Or Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, The Natural. I think The Natural is my favorite uh, all-time movie. All right. Do I get two questions? Because that wasn't a great question. Sure, Absolutely. Go ahead. You've heard the questions we're asking you. The bar is real low here. <laughs> How many windows do you think there are in New York City? How many windows in New York City? Jason, don't Google this. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to say 150,000. I have no idea for the record. It's just... Uh, J- Jason's Googling it, even though I told him don't Google it. No, I, honestly, now I'm curious. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think this is an episode of The Office, and it's like, well, do taxi windows count? Do, you know, what what does and does not count? It's it's just meant to make you think about something crazy. Okay, so so to show how wrong George is, it, George is, because we're just... Right now, we're just talking about buses. There are approximately 100,000 buses in New York City, which on average is... Which on average has approximately twelve windows. Which I, is, I was thinking, I was thinking buildings which, and windows, not buses and cars and vehicles and all that. Which gives us one point two million windows on just buses. Yeah, like I said, I was thinking buildings, hundred fifty thousand. It's probably wrong. I have no idea. I just threw a number out there. No, I, I think that guess is still closer than the take about pineapple being good on people. <laughs> you would be wrong, and you're way off. All right, next question, George. All right, question number twelve. Do you stand a wipe? <laughs> of course I stand a wipe. I'm not like six. Wait. You have such the opposite take of me because when I was six, I... <laughs> like, I always say that you stand to wipe when you're six and you bend over and you... Like... <laughs> that's so opposite. I don't know, man. That's just how... I, that's that's just what comes natural to me. I'm a, I guess I'm a stand-up guy. <laughs> Question number 13. What is your top five movies of all time? One is Gladiator. and uh, I got that tattooed on my arm, actually. Oh, um, that's fantastic. Superbad, Step Brothers, and the last two Batman. Um, so Dark Knight uh, Rises. And the, the one with the Joker and the one I should know the names of the actual movies. Uh, but it's I think it's Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Um. Man, I like Begins better than I like the third one. I like Batman Begins more than I like... Tom Hardy is one of my favorite actors, so... that But Begins is probably in my top ten. I love that trilogy. Alright, I'm, I'm down I'm down with most of the years. Yeah, no, you, you can't argue against them. They're all fantastic movies. Question number 14. Why do people give up on their passions? I think it's hard. It takes risk. And quite frankly, there's not a huge security blanket a lot of people's passions are tough fields to get in it's you know it's easier to, and so you kind of take the safe route uh would be my guess question number 15 what was your favorite saturday morning cartoon i used to love rocket power dude i don't even know what rocket power is i'm I have to, <laughs> jason's the king of the google machine I over have, here <laughs> i have to google rocket power i, I didn't, honestly this wasn't saturday morning i guess you could watch cartoons whenever but uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog I used to love. That show was terrible, but I loved it for some reason. Hey Arnold, Rugrats growing up. I mean, it... yeah, so uh, we have to remember, too, because we're we're like late mid to late 30s. Uh, we have to remember. So when we grew up, 
there Nickelodeon didn't have like a cartoon, like cartoon network channel. all the time. So right. literally, it was you had from seven in the morning till noon on Saturdays, and then it switched over to like news. So you had you had a five hour window on Saturdays, and if you got lucky and got home from school on time, you had roughly like a two hour window for cartoons like Monday through Friday. And that was it. And and at noon on Saturday, that's when you knew you had to get out of the house and go play because you were getting kicked out like as soon as cartoons were over. Um, so that was that was probably both George and I growing up. But yep. now, and even and I'm I guess even ten years later with Nickelodeon because I'm looking at Rocket Power and uh, it's a Nickelodeon cartoon. So even even just ten years after we grew up, like cartoons were just readily available all the time, and that's I, that's cool, I guess, right? But then I, it takes away the special nature of limiting limiting the amount that you can watch. Honestly, like I don't the cartoons I watch now are like Family Guy, so <laughs> some of that stuff uh, I, I've kind of forgotten about, which is kind of sad. But yeah, those those would be my top ones, and you're absolutely right. There's there's more and more stuff available than in the past. Yep. Have you ever gone back and watched the cartoons you used to watch as a kid and were like, wow, this is just terrible. Why did I even watch this? I've done that with a couple things. You know, sometimes you think things are good and then you go back and you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. Well, and I'm so I'm roughly 10 years older than you and I used to like Rugrats. So that probably says something bad about me. Rugrats was on forever, though. Yeah, Rugrats is Rugrats is a good cartoon. All right. Well, we'll. we'll speed up a little bit question number 16 and i feel like this one may or may not be pertinent for you in the near future name five of the top bachelor party slash event destinations so mine are actual ones because actual ones are going to be like miami vegas mine would be like you know a box to a an nba game a box to an nfl game um you know, an awesome dinner. You got to throw a strip club in there, right? Because that's basically everyone's bachelor party. So if you could go to one box yep. for your bachelor party, any across the country, a- any which Jets one. Jets Super Bowl. Which would it be? I'm sorry? Jets Super Bowl. Oh, no, no, no. Jets- no, no. He wanted, to be, he wanted you to be realistic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's hurtful. <laughs> it is hurtful. I'm a Miami fan, okay? It's not going to happen for me either. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to do something at Lambeau. Or the other one would be uh, a Clemson uh, night game. Yeah, both of us. I, I would – I'm the one place I want to go is Lambeau. I, I think everybody wants to go to Lambeau. So, like, the, the how do you get tickets? I guess if they're sold out all the time, how do you really get tickets? You have to spend a, a crap ton of money on the people that can't go to the game that week? Yeah, I mean, probably. I'm, Probably. I'm a Bucks fan, so like tickets are not a problem. Go to go to StubHub Green Bay. You can find them. <laughs> uh, question number seventeen: Who has the hottest buffalo wings? One time, I ate a hot sauce from India that they used to make tear gas, and got sick for like twenty four hours. Uh, so that one, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we can we can roll with that. That's that that's that's acceptable. What is your best or worst drunk trade? And Did this, I have to be drunk or someone else? Either way, so this question basically came because we were looking at your Twitter account and saw that you know it, you we saw something where you said don't be afraid to go uh, trying to make trades today. Uh, people get tradey when they're drunk. 
Oh yeah, people love to trade, man. Um, what did I pull off? I got for the fifth pick. I got Adam Thielen, the ninth pick, and some other solid player, uh, which I liked a lot. Um, nothing's popping out to me at the moment, but I got something ridiculous. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. I was just setting them out left and right, and I kept coming, they kept going back as accepted, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's a, a a a good tip right there on Memorial and for especially for uh, Dynasty, like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, days you know people are going to be out drinking. Send them trade offers. You never know. They're drunken in a good mood and ready to willing to to listen. Absolutely. Uh Question number 19. It's a keep trade cut question. You got Scott Fish, Graham Barfield, and Sigmund Bloom. Oh, this isn't great. Um, <laughs> I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you my I'm going to give you the trade. I'm going to help you so, out and I'm going to say you got to trade Scott Fish. Especially right now cuz there's nobody stock is hot higher right now than Scott Fish. And Scott's one of my mentors. Uh, and he's really helped me out. Graham's been a fantastic friend, and Sigmund uh, has, you know, he's come on my podcast. He talks to me. He's he's gotten me opportunities. Can I cut myself and keep all three of them? Like, is that a possibility? Like, these are my guys right here. This is this is hurtful. Nope. You got to you got to keep one. You got to trade one. You got to cut one. See, I think I gave you solid reasoning to trade Scott, right? Like, yeah, so that's fair. You know what? You know what? Gonna, you know what? I'm gonna keep Graham. I'm going to trade Scott because I think Graham's stock is about to rise. And I'm going to cut Sig because, you know, he he's that vet that um, that that's what I'm going to go with. He's been in the game the longest. Uh, I don't really have – listen, Sig, if you hear this, I love you. Anyone that's listening to this is not an insult to Sigmund Bloom. I think he's fantastic. Um, but, you know, you're going to bounce back on another team and do fantastic. So I got faith. <laughs> Rest assured, Sig's not going to listen to this. question number 20 uh this was the one i told you earlier it would be probably the only actual fantasy football related question of the show one of the gentlemen in our uh toys for tots cherry leagues kelvin he wanted me to ask you your thoughts on the green bay backfield and if nick chubb nick chubb had any chance at taking over the uh starting running back role in uh in cleveland um so to start with green bay you know i think aaron jones uh, might be the best player, but getting suspended for two weeks uh, is is tough to come back from in terms of if they're going to give these guys other opportunities and either one does well. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery is the best buy at his ADP. I, I'm not a huge Jamal Williams guy. I think Nick Chubb is better than Carlos Hyde, but they paid him a lot of money, and I anticipate that the Nick Chubb thing will happen more next year. But the thing is, even if he does beat out Hyde, he's still not going to get pass catching work uh, with Duke Johnson there. So I think Nick Chubb's a guy that I'm, I'm kind of looking to avoid. And quite frankly, both situations are not situations I'm very fond of. So what do you think about – and I've heard this once or twice on a podcast or two. Uh, so when you look at Aaron Jones, his – Green Bay's first game I think is Chicago and their second game is the Vikings. So it's two very solid run defenses that they're playing against. So it could give Aaron Jones a leg up week three just because whoever's in the backfield week one and two, it's likely they're going to have bad weeks, right? So it could possibly give Jones a bump week three 
just based on the fact that they're playing two stout defenses week one and two. Yeah, that's 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 a fair that's a fair point. All right, so we just we just got through George's twenty questions, uh, just barely. <laughs> there, there were good questions, some of them. Keep t- keep keep telling yourself that <laughs> one, one week it might be true. It was it was true this week. I had fun. I had fun. That's all that matters. He has to say that he's the guest. <laughs> no, he does not have to say that. But he'll probably say it on the podcast and then never come back. Anyway, um, so at this point in the show, we we're kind of we we talked to you about uh, the, what you're doing now. Is there is there anything else you want to mention as far as the website goes? When do we expect the website to be up and running? Do you have a, a date for that yet? Uh, the website's going to launch eight eight. Um, and I'm going to be uh, tweeting out screenshots and other different information out it from the the account at the Quant Edge. You can search the Quant Edge or TQE, and it'll come up. Um, you know, we're going to have an injury tool, the head-to-head tool, the optimizer, the wide receiver cornerback matchup, and we're going to you know make things really easy for people to use and really easy for people to understand. And I think people are going to be incredibly excited about everything that's coming out. Now, is this going to be a, a subscription-based service, or is it a free service? Or uh, This is going to be a subscription-based service. It's going to be uh, $100 for the season, though there will be an early bird special, uh, and promo codes will be available from our different writers and affiliates, and uh, or $29.99 a month, um, which is kind of less than all of our competition, and we're going to have more tools, and uh, it's going to include all other sports that we look to add over time. Very, very cool. Very good. So, do you want to go ahead and is there anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah, this is, no. the, point, this is the point of show where you can plug yourself. Just, uh, guys, check out the Quant Edge, uh, the Twitter account. Stay tuned, and uh, big things are ahead. And and make sure you follow Elliot on, on Twitter. It's at Elias Chris, C-R-I-S-T. No, no it's at Elliot Chris. It's not Elliot. <laughs> I, I said Elliot Chris. Elliot, back me up here. He butchered <laughs> that. He butchered that again, right? I'm staying out of this one. Um, <laughs> it didn't sound like Elliot. Is all I'm gonna say. Okay. So again, follow Elliot at Elliot Christ on Twitter. All right, Elliot. We're gonna let you get out of here, and uh, we really appreciate having you on this week. Um, and uh, we liked actually hearing about you instead of just uh, your fantasy football takes this week. And uh, we hope to have you on again. Awesome, guys. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Elliot. Have a good night. And we're back. That was uh, that was the interview with Elliot Christ. If you listen to the whole thing, you know how now how George <laughs> insulted our guest. By, it, it, I didn't mean to insult. It came accusing, across as insulting. By accusing but him of having a gambling problem. That's not what I meant. He knows it. We've talked. We're good. We're still friends. We're friends, right, Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you were friends before, so still friends is a weird thing. Well, I mean, we weren't friends before, but, you know, it's like when we... So think about it when you're back in high school. Well, I don't know if you get, you never get in any fights in high school. Uh, yes. So the people you got in a fight with, like, did you ever like start liking them after like have a new fond respect for them? No. Oh, see, I did. The people I used to beat up on, I mean, the people I got in fights with, like afterwards, I would respect them a little bit more because they, you know, stuck up for, for themselves and defended themselves and whatnot. And, and actually became pretty good friends with some people I got in fights with. I don't know. I, I tended. It, it happened. I tended to whip ass in high school. I, I for some reason I don't see that. I, I can actually fight. I believe you can. Listen, I'm not saying you can't. I just you don't come across as a as an ultra violent person. I am not, but when I get angry, I can. Yeah, I can. Well, 
Anybody can say that. Sorry, I'm reading something. This is stupid. Yeah, I know. You're distracted. It's okay. Squirrel. Squirrel. I'm trying to get But uh, no, that was the interview with Elliot. Um, what's really cool is we're releasing this on the same date that the QTE is launching. So go check out the website. Look at all the, the stuff Elliot talked about, all the functions that they have. The Quant Edge. Yes, the Quant Edge. The only edge you'll ever need. Forget your razors. Forget your knives. If you're driving a Ford Edge, forget your car. Forget your lawnmower. The only edge you need is the Quant Edge. Yes. Uh, no, and, and Elliot, you're free to use that uh, $10 a play every time. <laughs> Just, you know, put it at the top of your uh, put it at the top of your page there. The make it, make it, make the noise for your mouse every time you click on something. You get Jason the Quant Edge. The, you know the you, you know the old uh, the old uh, Sunday Sunday Sunday. <laughs> Come, no. to, come to our truck monster mash rally. You don't need your whole seat. You'll only use the edge. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> no. You'll, you'll, go to the other websites, but you'll only use the quant edge. Yes. But no, it's like he paid go- us, but we're broke. So yes. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but no, seriously, though, no, uh, all, all BS aside, go, go check out the quant edge. Um, it's got lots of cool functions, as Elliot uh, said. I have a feeling that it's going to blow up and get really, really big. And, and truly, dude deserves it. He works his ass off. I, I don't know a lot of people who work harder at doing this type of stuff than he does. Dude, of course it's going to it's gonna kill. He's got me and you behind him. This is true. This is true. You don't get any better kiss-ass promotional guys than Jason and I. And we do it for free. Do it for free. And listen, I gave him a great slogan. You're not going to use any other edges anymore. This is true. You know, the, the only edge you'll need. Yeah, you can't even go to the barbershop and get an edge anymore. Yeah, you don't. There's no. There's, <laughs> you, so even a rusty spoon, you don't need that. Yep. A, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up for this evening. Butter uh, knives, gone. You gotta figure out another way to butter your sweet sweet toast. Yeah, I don't. Do you actually use knives when you butter your bread? No, I have spray butter. Oh, see, I I take like a, a butter stick, and I, like I rub it on the bread itself. And it melts onto the bread and makes it nice and soft. That's just weird. It is. It's it's what I do. I don't know. And like, it's weird because like, if doesn't I'm cooking eggs. Often. Well, lately it doesn't happen at all. Right. But like, if I'm cooking, let's say I'm making eggs. I make eggs all the time. Right. I'll take the stick of butter and my wife yells at me. Uh, yeah. Don't I, put it in the pan and then I, put it back in the I fridge. I take it and I put it on the pan do and that. it melts down. And I just sit here and watch it as it melts down in puddles. And then I just take it off and I close it back up and I... Put it back in the... You, well, listen, that's what you have to do now that you can't use another edge. <laughs> that's, I mean, listen, we're going to go to... Uh, so we used to do Fat Guy Food Tips. Now we're going to do uh, edgeless tips. <laughs> and and you can't get stabbed with an edgeless tip because there's no edge to it. You know what edge is missing? The edge of the brownies. They're gone. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> See what you started? Elliot, bring us our edges back. <laughs> I can't, so, or the 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 burnt part of the mac and cheese in the pan. I, I'm not a big fan of mac and cheese. No, no. I love, you, listen, I love homemade mac and cheese. You know what I'm talking about, though. Like yeah. when when you bake it in the pan and the edges, the, where the cheese is all crisp. Yep, gone, gone. They're just missing. Elliot, bring it back. <laughs> Let, okay, okay. I'm here. We're boycotting the Quant Edge. No, we're not. We're, bo- we're boycotting it until he gives us our mac and cheese edge back. <laughs> It's not about the brownies. It's about the mac and cheese. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely. 
What other edges do we need back? Hold on. How about we... the, ed- the like the pizza edge, edge of the pizza? Oh, so you're talking like the cr- well, that's the crust. Are we calling it? And it's we no, don't... not it, not if you're doing a pan pizza. If if you do like the traditional pan style pizza, where there's no crust, where there's no crust. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck pan pizza. You get the edge. Oh no, you have fuck pan pizza. The edge isn't any better than the rest of the pizza, so I don't. Care. That's not true. Like the you need like the where the edge is better than like what you're. That, like... that, listen, I love the edge of the of the pan pizza. Is I there, love it. Are there any other? Wasn't there a wrestler, wrestler called the Edge? There was gone. <laughs> no, like I, said, I didn't say there is. I said there was because I knew he was gone. <laughs> like Thanos. No, Elliot went, yep. and all the edges all are the gone. Edges, edges. <laughs> Just like he was Thanos, and the edges were superheroes. <laughs> but not only half of them, all but one, the Quant Edge, gone. You, you know what sucks? What? There's no more Edge Rushers. Well, at least that's one. They're less just st- rushers. That's one less stat he has to worry about <laughs> on his website, right? This is true. This is very just, true. It's just. Uh, anyway, we've had way too much fun with the Quant Edge. No, uh, we haven't. I'm still thinking of edges. Uh, Jason, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up for the evening. So you know what else is missing? What the Edge of Glory? So like that's oh, all. <laughs> Lady Gaga. So, so that's a whole. That is like a whole song that just Elliot ruined. Gone. <laughs> gone. Oh, uh, you know what's gone, Jason? What? This episode. Let's yeah. let's go ahead and wrap. But all right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, Jason. We got we got to get the hell out of here. Uh, so do you think it? So like a ledge, right? Jason, right, you're wait, doing it. No, nope, stop. So, you're doing it. You're doing it. Literally, you are sitting there doing it. I'm, we're, we got to go. You can find me <laughs> on, on wait, Twitter so, at BFTG Pod. So is a ledge now? Just you can an find L? me on the Fantasy Life app. I'm at Geo. You can also find me on the Sleeper app where I'm at BFTGEO. Jason, tell the people where they can find you. So do you think Ledge is Jason, tell the people where they can find you. Jason, tell the people where they can find you. You I can't do it. I know you can't. Do uh, it anyway. Oh, uh, you could go to our website, www.bftgpodcast.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at FL Dr. Millbarge. Correct. Think, yeah. On Twitter. Uh, I am at BFTG Dr. Mill on the sleeper bot or the sleeper app. And uh, I think that's about it. Go to, go to YouTube's. Please hit the subscribe button. Leave us a, leave us a, a quick little review, whether you is like it, the show is, or is not. It, we really it, don't care. Is it YouTube's or iTunes? What did I say? YouTube's? You said YouTube's. Go, go there too. <laughs> Listen, are we on YouTube's? <laughs> oh, damn. YouTube's is gone now. <laughs> YouTube's. Uh, go to iTunes, follow us, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, leave a you review. Yeah, leave a you review. Would you? You can tell I've had. A- you can find me on U Stadium. I'm at UG. I'm having fun at the end of this show. I know. What? Uh, it was a good show. Listen, we had a good time. We really did. I. Uh, you know where to find us. We know where to find you. Uh, Jason's lost his damn mind, as always. I'm tired. It's been a long day. It has been. I'm going to look up other edges. Nope, because I'm going to throw a pen at you now. I typed edge, and it's it's just blank. It's gone. It's gone. I tried to type edge, and as soon as I hit enter, it just disappeared. Flat earth. There's no edge. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for taking a break from your daily grind. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eyes We're seeing things in a different way And God knows it ain't his It sure ain't no surprise